0: It's history talk with Doctor Lavert Kemp.
1: Do you know your history?
0: And I go back into some other things with Dodge and the origin of man. Do you know who you are? Class is in. It's time for breaking chains and history talk with Doctor Lavert Kemp. What you learned hasn't been alive.
2: So turn the broadcast up and let's break chains in our history.
0: It's history talk.
1: Yeah, history talk.
0: Being hey, brought to you by the United Theological Seminary and Bible College at Rouge, Louisiana. Good evening. Good evening to each and everyone. And God bless you uh, from um, Breaking Chains History Talk every Tuesday. I pondered what to start our lesson off with, and uh, for African Americans, or just Africans, or those who uh, who uh, are from the African dispersion. There's a lot of things that we discussed and we have been missed of slavery by white America. It said the Bible uh, uh, was built upon slavery and the Bible talks about slavery. And I'm not saying that it's not found in the Bible, but I'm saying that it is interpreted incorrect. And I want you to understand tonight, I'm going to start off teaching tonight about biblical slavery. And I'll go back into some other things with the origin of man. And I'll talk about Emancipation Proclamation, about the slavery uh, in America. And I'll talk about some genetics. And i talk about uh, there was uh, uh, people of African um Ancestry that was in uh, in America's maybe four thousand years before Columbus ever set foot here. Uh, not on saw because Columbus. Although we have Columbus Day is October the twelfth. Uh, Columbus never. We've been miseducated. Columbus never set foot on in America. Amen. It's important that we understand too that 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 slavery is nothing but an act of the devil satan was put here by satan himself it is important that we understand those who are christian those who are studious of your bible that you would understand that when god created earth that the earth was void and without form satan was had already been kicked to the earth by by uh had Michael to put Satan out of heaven. Satan was wandering around. That's why he was able to embody the serpent. Well, Satan, Satan was already on this earth, and it is Satan who orchestrated slavery. And I'm, I'm about, I am about to show you this biblically how Satan orchestrated slavery. And I'm going to tell you something about slavery. Amen. Okay, now um, in the Bible it talks about when God created mankind. It says, and that that's in um, the book of Genesis, the first chapter, verses twenty-six through twenty-eight. And it says, and it says, then God said, "Let us make man in our image, and our likeness, so that they may rule over the fish, the sea, the birds of the air, over." all the livestock and all the wild animals, and over all the creatures that move along the ground. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. God blessed them and said to them, Be fruitful and multiply in numbers. Fill the earth, subdue it. Rule over the fish of the sea, the birds in the air, and everything, that every living creature that moved upon the earth. Now, now God so told us, God said, I give you every seed, a barren plant on the face of the earth, and every tree that has fruit and seed in it, they will be yours for food. See, when God created man, he first created man to be a vegetarian, a herbivore, man later on became a flesh eater. But what's very important about this, he told man that he gave man authority to rule over everything. He told him that he gave man authority over the fish of the sea to follow that and every creature thing that was that crept upon the earth. And so he so he creates man. Then they said that God put man in the garden. I want you to pay close attention. I'm going somewhere with this. I'm going to show you why slavery began from being slothful, being lazy because of curse from the devil. The Lord God took the man and put him in the garden of Eden to work it and take care of it. And the Lord God commanded the man that, The man, you are free to eat from any tree in the garden, but you must not eat from the tree of knowledge of good and evil. For when you eat from it, you shall certainly die. That's spiritual death in the sin. Now I'm going to take you over to the part where man, where Satan calls man to go into uh, the hatred and man to, Look at how, excuse me, how Satan really orchestrated slavery. Watch this, watch, watch. It says, and then this is Genesis. I'm going to go from Genesis three fifteen through 19. It says, I'm going to do the NIV. It says, and I will put enmity between you and the woman. And between your offspring and hers, he will crush your head and you shall... To the woman, he said, I will make your pain and childbearing very severe. With painful labor, you will give birth to children. Your desires will be for your husband, and he shall rule over you. Now, here it comes. To Adam, he said, because you listened to your wife and ate from the fruit of the tree, about which I command you, You must not eat of it. It's the ground. A curse now. Because you, because you grew painful toil, you ate food from it. All the days of your life, it will produce thorns and thistles for you. And you will eat the plant of the field. By the sweat of your brow, you will eat your food until you return to the ground, since from it you were taken, and thus you are, and thus you shall return. Now listen what he told Adam, and this is what it came from. Satan caused man to have to fall, to work very, very hard. Satan calls mankind to fall, and man had to work very hard. Man had to fall. Listen to what it said. It say from the sweat of your brow now, he told him you would you were laying around now, but from the sweat of your brow, he said, through painful tar, told him say through painful tar, he said, curse the ground because of you. Through painful tar, that means struggling and working hard, you will eat from it all the days of your life. It will produce thorns and thistles for you, and you will eat the plant of the field. And then he said, from the sweat of your brow, hard, hard work, you will eat your food. And then he said, from dust to dust I shall return, that man will die physically. Now listen, when I, when I said this, you may ask where I'm going with this. From that point on, man had to labor hard. He no longer was until he listened at Satan. He would name the animals and all the tree. He just pick it enough for him to live off it. everything. He didn't have to worry about killing animals, cleaning them because I read to you earlier. Every vegetable and fruit was for him. He was supposed to be. I I I told you that he was supposed to be a vegetarian, a herbivore. He wasn't supposed to be a carnivore, which is a meat eater. Now, Satan brought sin into it when he made them have to work man is lazy man didn't want to do the work so man started getting involved in slavery now it is important that we we look at these things about mankind because throughout your bible you're going to find out that it's been said that 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 that, that slavery was okay biblical but slavery was never okay biblical. God did not stop it, nor did God condone it. God only told me some laws for them how to treat person who was a slave. Now, before I go any further, I want, you, want to give you some instructions to study. You will find out that if a Hebrew person, that you find out that 90, almost 99% of the people down there had some people through war, and things like that who were were were, were captured and end up being slaves. But the rest of the people mainly sold themselves into servitude. Sometime that they were talking about a uh, man selling his daughter into slavery. All that was dealing with was a diary where he would give his wife, he would sell his daughter to someone like a diary, and they'd still do it in Africa and other places. You have to pay somebody for their daughter, and then you marry that daughter. That person's son or themselves married that child. Now, I want you to pray and, and things. so. It was not real slavery. Now, in Genesis 14, chapter 14 and 14, they said that when, okay, Abraham uh, had like 318 men serving. And now listen to what it said in Genesis 14 and 14. When Abraham heard that his relative, talking about Lot had been taken captive, three hundred and eighteen trained men born in his house, and went and pursued at dad. He went and he read and he battled with them and he brought his nephew Lot back. Those three hundred and thirteen would have been counted as servants. But they never treated a servant the way that slaves were treated. Now, with 318 individuals who walking around the wilderness, you go out there, you could easily just kill this person and go on about your business. There was he took with him 318, well, 318 excuse me. They could have walked on about their business, but they were not being treated. And notice the term that they use: three hundred and eighteen trained men born in his household. This circumcised. This is fourteen and fourteen. They lived. They ate. They worked. They shared all the crops that they grow. They shared when they were eating gold or sheep. They shared and everything that they had. And then it was illegal for a person if you had it. Now listen at this and I'm going to tell you some more. In Genesis 15, chapter, verse 2 and 3, it tells you that how it was really when Abraham, you remember he was Abram first. He didn't have any children, but now it was said that it said that Abraham says, talking to God in a vision, he says, sovereign Lord. What can you give me since I remain childless? And the one who will inherit my estate is Eliezer from Damascus. Now, Eliezer is his slave. Eliezer is the slave of of, of, a servant. He wasn't really a slave, but he was a servant of Abraham or Abram. And he wasn't an Israelite. He was from Damascus. Now, listen at what they say, and Abraham said, you have given me no children, so the servant in my house with, is my ass. Meaning everything that the 117 servants that worked for him would have been working for the servant Eliezer. Now, all this is, 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 is telling you the sheep, the cattle, the goat, whatever he had, would have been for Eliezer. Now, I want you to do, do what you call, them. now listen at this. You, you want something whenever someone want to tell you about slavery in the Old Testament? In Exodus 21 and 16, listen at what this says. If anyone who kidnaps someone is to be put to death, whether the, whether the victim has been sold, whether this victim has been sold, is still in the kidnapper possession. Majority of, of slaves here was really kidnapped from their homeland and brought over here, plus and make us believe that we were sold on the person in Africa could become a part of part of, uh, part of a tribe if they stayed there and worked. and and agreed to go to battle with their tribe. So it was totally different from what we see today. And and slavery was today, you know, you couldn't do it. Now, this said in Exodus 21 and 16, that that, that if you're sold, there was to be put to death. Anyone who kidnaps someone is to be put to death, whether it is the victim, whether the victim, uh has been sold whether the victim have been sold but still in the kidnapper's possession that person was supposed to be killed if they came there and they brought that person those ship people bringing that was bringing slaves over to america biblically they were to be killed now i, I want us to that if you think that's so Then Leviticus, now listen to what Leviticus says. I'm going to explain this to you. Leviticus 25th chapter, verse 43. Now listen to what it says. Now, you have to understand that a person that sold himself into slavery was to work for seven years. Some after six years, they granted them, they let them go. You was not really a slave. You're a good but you were working off the debt. A lot of people did not own anything, and those who owned a lot was able to hire people. Because you remember earlier, I just told you that slavery was something from the pits of hell from from Satan. When, God, when Satan caused man to fail and man had to work and earn from the sweat of his brow,
2: and, you know, when he was earning
0: from the sweat of his brow, and thorn and thistles he would bear. And when he had to really work, man being slothful and lazy, man had other men and captured and and enslaved other men to do the work for them. That's what happened in America. And well, the children of Israel, they were supposed to have the Hebrews, they would only work them to pay off the debt. And then if they wanted to stay on because you was eating good and you they couldn't treat you bad. Now, because in Leviticus, the 25th chapter in the forty-third verse, it says you shall not rule over him ruthlessly, but shall fear your God. In other words, God said you're not to beat him, you're not to rape him, you're not to do anything like that to them. But that's not what, what happened in America. See, we have to understand that the same people that's trying to tell us that slavery was okay was part of the Bible is a lie. You know, God looks at And then if, if you want to find out, you say, well, that was everything, Pastor Kemp, well, Dr. Kemp, well, everything that you quoted was Old Testament. Well. You know, if they say, well, uh, you could go in the New Testament and they had a runaway slave in the book of Philemon. It talks about a runaway slave, and Paul told him to go back. Well, he owed that guy money that, that he was a, a servant under. He was under servitude, you know. Uh, 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 uh. They had different people. They had people that that was in sold itself into the slavery. There were some people that, that were uh, indentured servants and others that were there. Now, a slave could stay the rest of his life if he wanted to be there, but you still have to understand that after so long, on the of jubilee, they were supposed to set the slave free. Now, and I, I just read to you in uh, Leviticus 25 and 43, Say you should not rule over talking about, about talking about your servant ruthlessly. Mean or be mean to them, beat them, and kill them. But shall yeah, fear God. Now listen to what Timothy is saying. you can look this up. This is in the book of First Timothy, the first chapter, in the tenth verse. The sexual and moral immoral men who practice homosexual. Morality, enslavers, liars, perjurers, and whatever else is contrary to sound doctrine. Did you get that? That, that Paul Timothy is your pastoral epistle. Your Timothy, First and Second Timothy, and Titus. This is the letter where Paul uh, was writing to tell them how to govern the church. He told them homosexual and moral, sexual sexual immoral, immoral individuals, men who practice homosexuality, enslavers, those who enslave people, liars, perjurers, and whatever else is contrary to sound doctrine. It's, it's not it's against God's order. It's time that we that, that we start studying our Bibles And find out because there's so much stuff that's contrary to God's will. God God, God didn't will that we be slaves. Now, God still do a lot because we we have slavery right now. Little girls being sold into slavery and being prostitutes right now in America. We have it all over the world still going on where they kidnapped kidnapping people from from Asian countries and bring them up here by ship, keeping them in, having them working in massage parlors and going in the back and servicing uh, the gentlemen, the men. That That's today. God tempt young girls and beat them and keep them making money in servitude that's a form of slavery but the slavery in the bible was totally different from the day and you get an opportunity you could go to a christian what is it's, it's a call it called christian it's called by it a deal with christian it's a christian bible study group that discuss different topics and you could find out uh, from them, you could look, they'll give you all the information you need. ChristianQuestion.com. And, and it, it'll answer, you could ask questions, and you could come up with, with the scriptures necessary to refute anything someone said. And for, 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 for centuries, we've been bombarded that blacks should be slaves and things like that. We've been bombarded. You know, the reason why I came up, I wanted this, is because slavery was, uh, ended with the amount of population in 1863 in America. But it uh, but the import of slaves bringing in slaves to America had ended long before that. Uh, it ended in 1803, but the South continued to bring slaves in. But nevertheless, what I'm trying to say is, so they we were taught, now now this is crazy. We were taught that slavery was okay by the Bible. But I I, I I'm a person that I just excuse me if I stutter a little, but I'm a person that you can't just tell me anything because I will study. I will study and I will find some information about that matter. You can't just tell me anything. Do you know too in America America is, is is just going haywire with the voting rights and things like that. Don't you know they have what they call a Confederate Bible, and I'm I'm looking at purchasing one just to look at a a person mindset because it's still still carrying over right now. The effects of it is still permeating throughout our country today. And when I say our country, I'm talking about America because the majority of African Americans have been here longer than the majority of the whites. The majority of the whites came to Ellis Island. And if you want to look it up, it's called the Confederate Bible, and you can find out the Sisters of the Confederacy, they was, they taught their children all of these racist things that, that, that we hear. And that's why one thing that, the the children have been taught by elders about being uh racist and so long as that's going through and, and the children are, are being taught by elders and see that's what we learn from. A child is not to uh not not born to be a, a racist, a child is that's a taught behavior. You know, that's a taught behavior. And and, and and so when I look at a white person, a person of Caucasian uh, persuasion, I look at somebody who had been trained in the art of white supremacy. Now, it's important that we understand, too, the difference in the slavery that I just came there with. Eliezer lived in the house and he ate and he was able to inherit Abraham's fortune and you wasn't supposed to beat a slave or not, so you weren't supposed to beat the slave or mistreat the slave. And if you were caught selling a a, a slave or selling someone, uh, you go kidnap a person like so many of us today were kidnapped from Africa and brought here. You saw that on Roots. They didn't buy them. They went in with guns and raided villages. And what's so bad about it today that we see, I oftentimes, often on on, on this program, I use the saying that a picture is worth a thousand words. Well, if you think about what's been said, it's, it's been taught to us that while well, we did, we sold our own people into slavery. But that's from the truth. They were doing that first. They did. Some did. Don't get me wrong. Some did. But the majority of them were captured. The tax would go over and shoot up villages and would take the younger slaves because they were younger, they would live longer, and they could take the journey. And they could work them longer. And they were easy to to train and learn a language, another language. I want us to understand that when blacks first came into slavery, you know, some of the first ships that came uh, to uh to America, the ship uh it came the full summer. Uh April of 12, eighteen uh, with that what sixteen um sixteen nineteen. Excuse me, that, I mean excuse me it didn't come to folk summer, but that the first slave came to America in in 1619, in uh, but now we have to understand that from that point on, they had a many many slave that came over. You know, some of the greatest things that uh, places that people came to America was 26 percent of the slave came from the Congo. Mbongdu, the blight of Bafora, talk about the Igbo, the Tancras, or the Buai, or Bulos, that was 24%. Sierra Leone, 15.8%. The Mende and the Temes. Senegal, Bamba, the Mandika, you heard about Mandukawa, the Fule and the Wolos about fourteen percent of slaves came from there. From the Windward or where did they, they tell me the Gold Coast, I can. I can from was thirteen point one percent. The Windward Coast. Maddie and the Keys were five percent. The bride of uh yoruba he the Fulani, four point three percent, which I am I have some Yoruba, uh, Igbo, uh, and I have uh, some Mandinka and some others when I when I went through my heritage. But it's just saying where most of the slaves that came to the Americas, where the percentage of it, and a lot of them came from the Congo and in, uh, in, in Angola. Cause here in Louisiana and certain parts of Louisiana, specifically in the Policiano's uh, around where the uh, state of uh, maximum security prison is, the name of the place is called Angola, Louisiana, because the plantation set on 18,000 acres and which is the prison now that set on 18,000 acres. And, uh, the slave that were there was from Angola, so they named the place Angola. Now it's important that we understand too, now I told you earlier that in January the first, eighteen oh eight, it was eight I said eighteen oh three, but excuse me I must, that the US official banned the importation of slaves from Africa and the West Indies. And it was all it was banned in the slaves in 1807, but it was officially put together uh, in 1807. Now, again, now at the slaves at Prince Comfort were the first place where the slave did come in in Virginia around Jamestown, and and that was uh, 1619. now, but just to go further, but because the slaves read that our forefathers and and, and African Americans forefather, because I pray that we have some Caucasians that who are listening in tonight will understand just just the that we faced. Uh, they would take you to Gurry Island or Gurry Castle, and they would keep them there for months. Crowded where people had to stand up the whole time. And when they would take time to sit down, but it wasn't cleaning the place. You were standing in your own feces for months. Then you was loaded on a ship for a two to almost three-month journey, chained to the bottom of the your bed sores, yearning and feces on yourself. You made too much noise, you were beat. People dying and being thrown overboard, the sick being thrown overboard because they were, couldn't get money for them. Then when you was brought here, you was you wasn't fed a good meal. Of the food they didn't have you on a good diet. You wasn't eating much, but they were working you from sun up to sundown. You were raped. You were sodomized. You were whipped. You were burnt. You were lynched. This, they, but for some reason today, they don't want this part tied in school today, the true history. The true history, just how low uh, the Caucasian race have been throughout history. The lie about, you look at how Rome is built over with the Colosseum. Rome been collecting them slaves. Who you think built Rome of the, the Colosseum that Rome had? Rome, they didn't build it. Man have been lazy. I told you, I took you back through the time of Adam and, and, and Eve, and I told you that when slavery went, when went, 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 went. sin came into the world, Satan brought sin into the world, and laziness followed. Man didn't want to do his own work, so he got servants to do it, those who could pay for it paid for. Those who had the strong arm, they did it. America was built on slavery. Over 250 years, right at 300 years, are uh, nothing but being in servitude. Not Now, those are the, that's how long it was before Emancipation Proclamation, but it lasted even longer. It lasted 300 and something plus years because man started shift property. I didn't know, I couldn't understand how could a person be a sharecropper when you don't share on the profit what a person gets. You worked you from sun up to sun down in their field, the sugar cane cotton field. They got rich and you was on there, you stayed on their land and the only thing you did, you had the money that the little money you got, you bought from their store <laughs> and so you didn't make anything. You didn't make enough to buy you on buy you somewhere somewhere to live and to move away, and I know how this goes because I've seen my people, my relatives, and I've seen how my father had to come off of the plantation by saving his money when he went over in World War Two. Now it, it's very important for us to, to say uh, that I told you that and. 1808 that you the United States officially banned the importation of slave from Africa, meaning you couldn't bring slave ship with, not to enter into the United States with. But the southern states, Texas, Louisiana, Mississippi, Alabama, Georgia, Florida, South Carolina, North Carolina, Virginia, Kentucky and, 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 and Tennessee, Arkansas, all these countries continued to, to want to because they wanted free labor. So they wanted to uh, uh, leave the union, secede from the union. And uh, since they wanted to secede from the union, that's how the Civil War started. The lie is, and this, this is the lie that, that, was a, that, that, that the war was, wasn't started by slavery, but the war was. They say it was more than just slavery. It was state rights and the Western expansion. Well, the state rights consisted that the southern states wanted to keep slaves, and that's why they wanted to pull out. So that that, that lie that they tell in history is a lie. They don't tell you that the people who came here, brought here, were no more than a bunch of poor dummies, vagabonds that came off the street, out of jail, who didn't own anything, who came here. So they didn't want to work. They were lazy. Most of them were, a whole lot of them were alcoholics. And so the slaves had to do the work and build a country. The war really started April the 12th eighteen sixty one that was the start of the war. And the first shot was fired at, on April the twelfth, it was fired at Summer Springs, Fort Summer Springs. Okay, and they said it was four AM that the first shot was fired at Fort Spring Summer. Okay, that's the beginning. The Southern uh states left the Union in eighteen sixty. In April of 1861 was the start of the war. Now it's important that we that we that we pick up on this. Now, Emancipation Proclamation actually happened. Now listen to what I'm about to tell you. Emancipation Proclamation really occurred in eighteen eighty three. 1883, that's when the war was just about over with and um, they signed Emancipation Proclamation. But today, the reason why we celebrate Juneteenth is not to see because the other states knew that the war was over with. The Emancipation Proclamation was January the 1st. 1863 and the U.S. uh, approached its third year in a bloody civil war. In the third year of the war, uh, President Lincoln signed the Emancipation Proclamation. The proclamation declared that all persons here as slaves within uh, the rebellious states meaning the South are and henceforth shall be free. But now here it is. The slaves in Texas didn't know they were free until June 19, 1865. So you look at two years and over five months later, almost six months, you could say six months later, yeah, six months later, uh, two years and six months, the slaves in Texas found out. Now, the history book tells us that, that some 2,000 Union troops arrived in Galveston Bay, Texas, or Galveston, Texas. The Army announced that more than 250,000 enslaved blacks in the state of Texas were by executive decree. This day came to be known, and that's why we have it as uh, the decree as June 19th, and it was not because that's day that, that, that slavery was supposedly put to an end, it was, no okay, in 1808, that's when they told them that they could not bring any more slaves into the United States, import them to bring them in. But the, the southern states did not uh, listen. They continued to bring the slaves in, and they were not going to give up slavery. See now, the decree that, that that President Lincoln had gave it it was took over like I say, two years and six months uh, to be abolished of slavery. So on January the first, eighteen sixty five, the true abolition or abolition of uh, slavery was achieved when the 13th Amendment was ratified on December the 6th, 1865. Now, I want you to understand about this now. Slavery was ratified, but there was a ratification of that with the 13th Amendment. Now, the 13th Amendment didn't help uh, do us justice because it said that if a person committed a crime... They could be put back into servitude. Now 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 what they're saying that you could be put back in the servitude mean if you committed a crime, All oh, now slavery is just over with, right? In eighteen sixty five. So but you could be put back in the servitude. Servitude is slavery. So in essence, if you committed a crime, if you were walking around out the plantation, they got a law called bagrand. If you didn't, couldn't show where you had money, you couldn't show where you had a job or anything, you could be locked up. Now, they just set you free. Any little crime you commit or any crime they said that you committed, they would send you to jail and they would hire you back to the same plantation that you just left off to work for free. So it, it was a double-edged sword because when President Johnson came in after the assassination, President Abraham Lincoln, he came in, he pulled the troops out of the South, and then the night Riders and the Klan started riding. You couldn't walk the street or to try to move from the plantation because you would have been lynched, burned, or hung. Okay, so the most of the people stayed right where they were. They could not read. They didn't know anyone, didn't have any way to go. So, so many stayed in the South. Now, I'm going to read this and then, uh, because I think it's important, because now, they they asked which state had had the more slaves in in 1790. Well, the the state with the more slaves in 1790 was Virginia. They had 292,627. South Carolina had 107,000. 94, Maryland had 103,076, North Carolina had 100,572. They had more in that area where they first started bringing them in than they had in Mississippi, Alabama, Louisiana, Texas, or any other place uh, for, for the dad to say. And also, I found out that some of my people, uh, specifically on my dad's side, were were, uh, were mulattoes, and they were sold from uh, South Carolina to Louisiana. <laughs> so I do have some ancestors, but the most important thing, too, I want you to get is this. Slavery started, not slavery, but our history started long before the history of America. Blacks played an important role in the Bible. We played an important role. And You're trying to figure out who you are because we don't know who we are. You are the original human being. When I say the original, I mean that you are truly the original human being. All you have to do is talk to some anthropologists or geneticists and begin to sit down those who are not trying to hide what they've already written. I'll pick up the book and you'll find out they have already written that you are that person,
2: that life
0: came, started, originated in Africa from dark-skinned people, people of color from Africa. Uh, those are the original human beings. And, and this is proof by their own anthropology, the study of man, we're gonna look into it because I want us to understand and I, I I can also coincide this too with the Bible. Now they have uh what you call Australopithecus. Uh and that, and that and that's um, dealing with uh, anthropology, Australopithecus and Xanthropy and, and things like this. This deal with uh uh the study of mankind, anthropology, the origin of man. Now, I just had someone to tell ask me a question at the why we were working out the Bible contradicting itself because the Bible uh, the world is could define apostles and every and uh, individual that's more than 6, thousand years old. Dinosaurs more than 6,000 Years old And I want to ask And what Bible Did anyone see where they said 600,000 years ago God created the heavens and the earth The Bible only says In the beginning God created the heavens and the earth Now I know where it comes from They talk about Methula After half of him how long he lived And then they Count the time of Methuselah. And we don't know how long it was before God started allowing things to start counting. Methuselah died, lived 969 years, which is the longest living individual that we have record of, before man starts slowly dying. Okay, uh, they're talking about Lucy being Australopithecus, and they're talking about that in 1974 in Ethiopia, they found a fossil of counter a, of evolution a also because uh, she uh, was a household name at that time. And the name Lucy became a household name because Don Johansson and Tom Gray uh, was looking for some rocks and other things when they stumbled up on, on Lucy, uh, the pelvis bone and some other bones of a female. And when they dated her, she would, would date back to 3.18 million years. Now, this is someone black. And I want you to really put this together. I don't. It, it doesn't matter who you are, if you're Caucasian or you're black. I want you to look up and find out when they go look for the oldest fossils or the origin of the human race, they go to Africa. Now, I, I need to put a little period there just for a moment. If you read your Bible, because you're gonna say, well, well, what you've been taught is that everything started over in Asia, around way, 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 around Asia, and that's not the truth. The Bible declared by the Garden of Eden. You've been trained to that notion, but you haven't been trained for the truth. If you read your Bible, this is that when God created created the garden, where man, where he put Adam and Eve was going to be, when he created it, it came from four river heads. One river turned to four river heads. First is the guyon and the second is the Pashon. Well, the guyon and the Pashon both are the Nile River, and they said that they, now the guyon it, it encompassed the land of Havila, which is Kush, but that's Beldona. Well, that's Ethiopia. That's on the African continent. And then the other one, what they talk about is the pygmy, and they say about something about it in the land of Djibouti, uh, which is Mali land, which is Somalia. All this is on is 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 is, is Africa, on the eastern part of Africa. Now I, I I I I I I know that the third, when he did it, when God created, in the second chapter of the book of Genesis. I know that the flood did not occur until around the ninth or tenth chapter of the book of Genesis. When the flood, when the flood occurred, about the ninth chapter of Genesis, when Noah and the flood. So that was before the deluge was to God, but then that 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 just changed the whole geography of the land masses after the flood. That part it, it end up having the uh, Gulf of Cezanne, They end up with the Red Sea and other different lakes that that divided the landmass. There is even been said if you want to do some uh, research on it about uh, the Red Sea. This is land bridge, in other words, where you can see that it was all connected together at one time. So now now. I will, that's what I want you to see. Now, then they go on and they talk about the Hedekia and the, and the uh, Euphrates River. Now, it's been said that the Hedekia River is the Tigris River. Now, the Hedekia being the Tigris River, but I, I beg the difference because they said that the Hedekia ran east and west, but the Hedekia runs parallel with the Tigris River today, and that's north and south. So I don't think that uh, Hedikia River uh, is, uh, is is the Tigris River because it does not run the way that the Bible says that it would run. So I'm, uh, I'm of the opinion that uh, they got it wrong. Whoever was trying to uh, interpret what it was saying was getting it wrong because they were trying to say that keep it in Asia, which it was never in the Garden of Eden, because uh, case in print is that in the garden, it had every animal. And just to say right there in that small vicinity, you couldn't have giraffe lines as, you know, rhinos or hippos, cheetahs, uh, uh, leopards, you name them, wolves, and all of these other animals you could not have them. You know you couldn't have all these different types of animals. And and then with this you will find out that um, the garden was a very large place. Now before I move on a little bit, I, I want to tell you about the Abantu uh, River. Now the Nile River is the Hidikia, not the, excuse me, not the Hidika, but the Nile River is the Pachon. And the Guyon. and the Nile River splits off in one part go up uh, uh, Ethiopia, and, and the other one go around uh, Somalia, and then it empties out into the Mediterranean. But now that, that that and and you can look that up in your Bible. You can look that up with a Bible or a book, and it will tell you that uh, during the creation, that that's where the garden was located at that those are the rivers they're talking about. You have what you call the Blue Nile, and you have what you call the White Nile. But there's also a river that could be the Hideki River that springs off it of because it it does run east and west. It's called a Bantu River. But it's it, it time that we start researching it because right now they're talking about turning the the country back over a white since we had a black president there saying that uh, we can't teach true history because then white kids are going to find out they didn't uh, discover didn't, didn't invent and that they were savages that committed genocide rape and other things so it wasn't nothing good about anything that they ever done thing that it ever did was being a heathen And the children have to learn to deal with true history. It's time that we be transparent. After when President Obama came in, into being and he came to be president, the Tea Party formed and the Tea Party the main thing was we want our country back. And oftentimes most blacks said, I and did not understand what they were saying. What they were saying that we had mass enough people of color to vote and put people in office. And this is what I mean. You had enough Native Americans, people of Hispanics, you know, from, from Mexico and Hispanics or Latin American. And a few and some white votes with and you didn't have to get a high high percentage of white but if you could have fifteen to twenty percent, twenty percent of white votes, and got fifteen percent of of um, of uh, Latino votes, take the fifteen percentage of them, get they get that fifteen percent of the voters of America, you had you had forty percent, and then America, then the black is thirteen percent, that would give you fifty. That would give you about fifty three right there not counting the people from Asia and others. So that would be enough to get you in. And they're afraid that they're going to lose their power and will not rule America anymore. There's also a young, not young lady, but a lady that worked in the cabinet of Southern, George, uh, I mean, not George Bush, but President Biden. She made a statement that just, it just, just really touched me that, people would make that statement that the people in America, they should have a mandate that America should have no more than one or two kids. And and it's it's no secret that the white population and white childbirth has decreased. African-American childbirth is staying the same, level off, being the same. But Hispanic birth rate is sky high, and so they don't want them in to populate because they're going to lose their power with a democracy. So now they want to fix it, rig the voting thing where well, if they don't like the way the voting come out, they can say who they want to win by the state and the red states. That's what's going on. So it's a lot of things that going on that that, that we're we'll seeing and things. And so I was telling you about that, but now I want to, I want to go on the since that I was telling you a reason I told you about in Ethiopia, but I wanted to let you know that that was part of the garden of Eden. Now you had Lewis and Mary Douglas Leakey. They were from, they was really Britain, uh, who did, who did discover the first, uh, Fossil pro School. Now, but that pro School wasn't a human. It was a stink ape, which is now believed to be uh, the ancestor of the human race. But they, they found discovered uh, uh, robust, what they called Xenxanthropus. Now, uh, Xenxanthropus simply means East Africa. They found a skull in the Odz gorge in Tanzania, in, uh, in in East Africa, and uh, the archaeological and anthropological fossils that they found of an ancestor to an ape. Then they found human remains in the Odz gorge, and while excavating in the Odz gorge, they found different arrowhead that date back over a million now this one could go back to a million years ago but that's been the and they found these fossils and they tell us that mankind have been much longer than what we thought that man had been there but now listen at this listen at this if you will and uh i had i was talking with the city council person of my area and uh, she had invited me to her office, and we sat down and just had a conversation, and she was picking my head about certain things. And she texted me because she she didn't take the correct notes. But uh, I told her that everybody came from one lady. And I know that we, we in the Bible, it talks about, Adam and Eve, but now this lady' name is Eve. <laughs> now, if we trace back the DNA at the, my, my, at, at, at the maternal, you know, heritage part the, of mitochondria within our cells, all humans, all humans, excuse me, have a theoretical common ancestor. This woman known as mitochondria Eve. She is between 100 to 200,000 years ago she lived in South Africa. She wasn't the first human, but every other female lineage eventually had no female offspring. Failing to pass on the mitochondrial DNA as a result. All humans today, listen at me, not Africans, but all humans today. Africans too, but I'm saying every race. I don't care if you're Chinese, Japanese. I don't care if you're Russian. I don't care if you, where you're from, Brazil, America, wherever you're from, we carry her DNA. Now, listen at this. As a result, all humans today can trace their mitochondrial DNA back to her. Within her DNA and that of her peers exists all the genetic variation we see in contemporary humans since Eve time, since 200,000 years ago, everybody carries her DNA, white, black, I don't care, care yellow, whatever color you are, you carry her because we all came from that black woman. See, in contemporary humans today, Eve time, different populations of humans have drifted apart genetically forming distinct ethnic groups that we see today. About three, about three thousand three hundred, about two thousand, about twenty three hundred years ago, uh, they found a man that had died about twenty three hundred years ago in South Africa. They found his fossils, and what they noticed when they were able to get DNA, that when they got it, that mitochondrial DNA from this man. They found out this guy in Southern Africa is the closest relative yet known to the humanity, common to the female ancestry, mitochondria Eve. They know that he was he lived in a fishing area where there was fishing, and his genetics there was was matched Eve's. Now the place where they found his his remains is called St Helena Bay in South Africa, by. Uh, Theologist's name was Andrew Smith of the University of Cape Town. Now, after we sequenced everything, they found out that the first humans came from Sub-Saharan Africa, which really is the cradle of humanity to have had DNA sequenced. Now, that, that, that's something that we need to look at, and then we may be thinking, say, well, Pastor, well, Dr. Kemp. Well, why do we look so different? And I always love to talk about this. Why do we look so different from the way uh, whites look different from black? Now, I want you to understand that out of Africa, when 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 the blacks start leaving out of Africa and moving into other areas from that hot African climate and the sun, the thing could got a lot of desert areas. About 70,000 out of Africa started 70,000 years ago. After modern humans established themselves in Africa, small populations launched out to establish a foothold in Asia. That's over where we see the Holy Land or of, of Babylon and all that rock and all in those areas that is Saudi Arabia. You have, as you notice, they are dark-skinned people. Asia before they spread it east to Europe, and they spread. They say that they spread it east to Europe maybe about forty thousand years ago, and then reaching the America went west to the Americas. Now, I want you to understand that that the people were black, and and this is what I want you to understand now. The the One of our greatest and the father of uh, genetics, his name is Gregor Mendo. And he talks about inheritance involving the passing on of discrete units of inheritance, talking about genes that come pass on from our parents to us, from one flower to another, from one animal to another. We pass on different genes. That's why you a whole lot of people look like their father. They look like their mother. The genes are passed on. But now, through his study, he found out that even with plants, a dog plant was dominant. A white plant would be a, a recessive. He found out that black and brown skin and brown eyes were dominant. He found out that light skin, white, what 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 Caucasians are, come from a recessive gene, but black and brown came from dominant gene. Brown eyes came from a dominant gene. Blue eyes came from a recessive gene. Now, if you look up the definition of of dominant, dominant means superior. Recessive means a lower form. So is this you could take two of the blackest people in the Sudan and certain areas of the Sudan is where the darkest people on the planet live and you could take them and they could have a child and that child could come out albino I mean that child could look white come out white so you could you could get the recessive from the dominant but you cannot get the dominant from the recessive you uh Two whites cannot produce a black child. Why? Because that it all started with blacks. So blacks came in the variations, and they had to go through what you call a mutation. Now, this is something that happened, and I want you to understand this. Mendel's study showed that there were three laws that had the law of independent separation. That if we independently separate ourselves and just a where a certain look of Caucasian people just move independently separate themselves and live together, they will produce children that look like them with the same recessive genes. And the law of of uh, dominance is that if you have the people. Uh, with the dominant genes, or dominance it, you're going to produce a dominant race. Segregation mean when you separate. And that's what happened with the Europeans and us, uh, separation. But I want you to listen at this. Now, while we look different, and, and, and those of you who are going through COVID now, we have this different strain of COVID. I see I'm running close to running out of time time, but we went through, uh, human beings go through what you call a mutation, just like the variants that they have in the different types of COVID. Now, if you look at Webster Dictionary, it defines a mutation that it is the change of a structure of a gene resulting in a variant form that may be transmitted to subsequent generations, meaning that that mutation, that variant of a structured gene, it can be transmitted to different generations. When they went over in Europe, their skin changed, color changed, and the texture of lateral hair changed. That was it. And they said that caused by the alteration of a single base unit in DNA or depletion, insertion, or rearrangement, of a larger section of a gene. Do you know that the reason why why we call people albinos because there's a, a, a deletion of the gene melanin in that individual? That's why we have albinos. Albinos uh, have a, a deletion of, of that gene of, of melanin uh, in their body. The same as Caucasian. But I, I don't think they would ever want you to call them an albino because they know that being an albino just just tells that they are respectable now, 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 listen at this closely, and you can look it up for yourself. But a mutation is ultimately the only way in which new variants enter a species. How did new variants enter the human species? Through a mutation. They started off black. And they and they end up end up being different colors. They have them looking Chinese, Japanese, Vietnamese—all these different things. So what what everybody was drawn from one black woman lady, and her name was Mitochondria. I I had more more things that I wanted to talk, but I I had to talk about the today. I had to go back over um, about about the Civil War, and I had to talk to you pertaining to emancipation proclamation. But there's this big thing about blacks listening to white preachers and what they have taught our ancestors about slavery and about, like, God God ordained. God did not ordain slavery. Satan ordained it. He brought it in here. When man had to work hard, he said, what are your brows? Genesis, the third chapter, verse 16 through 19, it talks about our heart and thawing thistles, how he would taught me hard work. Man I was lazy. Why you think that that place that, that, that had blacks in the field picking cotton and cutting sugar cane? If you ever saw how hard that work is, you will know why, and you didn't see, you see black whites out there. Because they did just what, Satan brought into the world. Satan brought that in here by tipping Adam and Eve. We're told Eve, and then Adam listened to his wife Eve, and they all they went into uh, sin. And God cursed them, and He cursed the ground. He told them that they were surely going to die. He told them that, you know, from dust they came, and dust that they still return. See, man was to live forever. Mankind was created to live forever. But they were created to be herbivores. And we were created. If you read in the second chapter that they say every plant, every vegetable, every fruit was given man for for man to eat. But after man sinned and God had to kill an innocent animal, from that point on man started eating meat. And that's why the old I know the old African Americans always would tell us my my grandparents, my parents would tell us you don't hear nothing that you're not going to. Do. Amen. God bless you. Uh, thanks for tuning into our presentation, and I pray that I something was said that that open our eyes more to exactly what's going on in the world today. And to give us more knowledge of ourselves. When I say yeah. ourselves, I'm talking about um, the time that we learn about ourselves, and that we could build ourselves up and not have low self esteem. I found out that Lord, that most African Americans suffer with low self esteem, even those who uh, who are graduates from colleges, and they, we still think we are below other people. And we we have this thing that I want to be like other people Instead of being ourselves Now, Lord, as we leave this station We pray we never leave far from your presence May the grace of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ With the love of God Sweet, sweet communion of your Holy Spirit Rest in the Bible with us henceforth and forevermore Amen Amen, Amen. Amen. Good night God bless you.
2: People, I love you, we're family, yeah, you and me, we'll make it through it all, no matter what the cost, we're family, yeah, you and me, we'll make it through the pain, the rain and all the trouble by. We are dying, we are dying, they are lying, hey. We're,
0: We're being trying. tired and haunted.
2: why you hating me? Uh-oh. I'm just trying to be, eh? Play the black and be, the gray be, grow with one another, living happily, living happily, but you hurting me, what yeah. you hurting me? Why yeah. not work for peace? Why not work for peace? Lying from Zion. Yeah. And you're a queen Have a beautiful place for kids to run. My people, I love you. My people, I love you. My people, I feel your pain before. I feel your pain. listening to History Talk on Breaking Chains with Dr. Lavert Kemp. Thank you for listening and tune in next week to learn more of who you are. Breaking Chains History Talk with Dr. Lavert Kemp.
0: It's History Talk. Yeah, History Talk.
2: Leaving a mark that can't be erased by breaking the chains of silence.
0: Sponsored by the United Theological Seminary and Bible College, Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather. Now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family.
1: VDW Group. No purchase necessary. Boys were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.